when I say the medicine part, in the medicine part, I think it's just the, the part of being like a like yoga can be part of a medicine part, doing mm -hmm. Reiki, um, being a meditator, mm -hmm. is a, yeah, a catchy greetings. All is part of the medicine path. So mm -hmm. I think like I cannot call myself just like yes, like I'm like red path for sure. Like I love the school of the red path, the philosophy and and how is like these teachings for life. But like uh, I'm into yoga also and mm -hmm. tarot. So I think it's just like uh, bringing all together that brain yeah. is being like, yeah. When I was in Germany, I was being called a shaman, and for me it was kind of embarrassing because. Mm. I think it's this is part of the industry that we are seeing developing, but really? is uh, came from Mongolia that word, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Siberia I think, but it's more like a being a healer or like holistic therapist is now what I'm starting to use because it's yeah. used like a, like I'm hanging different things you know I'm bringing here with me, and for sure I I'm part of the red path too, but also I do yoga and I do. Mm -hmm other things so i'm very excited about this second episode of the art of healing podcast um because i'm very lucky to be joined um by this guest and the topic I really have been wanting to kind of bring onto the show is the topic of ritual and ceremony on the medicine path specifically. And my guest today knows all about the medicine path. She's introduced me to the medicine path and to some of the most really life-changing rituals and ceremonies I've encountered within my healing journey. So I'm honored to have you on this episode today, Mars. Thank you for thank you for joining. I should say that I should introduce you as Marcia Melissa Sarabia, but uh, of course I call you Mars. <laughs> thank you for thank you for coming. <laughs> well, I feel very honored, like in the way you introduce mm -hmm. me, because I feel I don't know everything, but I know, you know. I know some a la bit. But we're still learning, and it's a um, something that I had been thinking the last days about. We are still learning. Always, mm -hmm. I feel I don't mm -hmm. know anything. Just I'm trying. Yeah, but you know, this is why I. This is why I. I think this is why I follow you, and I really trust the the spaces that you take me into because you allow your humanity to be seen with everything that you do, and I think that that's such a crucial element um in spirituality especially like now that spirituality is really becoming like a bit of a industry and there's a lot of leaders and teachers in this industry who don't <laughs> allow their humanity to be seen it's very special and rare to encounter someone like you and who is really like humble and you know on this path a very disciplined path and a path that a lot of people are not familiar with yeah you, but you're still like well no I'm still learning I only know a little bit I don't know a lot and um I really respect that about you yeah I think for this reason we connect with each other because we want to keep it real like grounded with the with the feet on the earth and yes and yes and the mind to the mm -hmm. sky you know um I think this that you're talking is really very important because we are seeing that for sure the spirituality had been opening way more to the world in different presentations and images. So it's becoming a very industrial thing also, you know, the spiritual business. Um, that I'm not, I'm not free of seeing of this because now it's becoming my life and I'm starting also I didn't, I didn't, I didn't choose this path, you know, and it's just the life I think had been really pushing me used to be more into this. And now for sure, like I'm holding a space and like uh, bringing some ceremonies, circles, um, bringing people together 
and doing chart readings and tarot, like therapeutic tarot readings. But I was not expecting I was doing this full time. Was mm -hmm. in some moment was just part of my personal but like I used mm -hmm. to be living more like giving yoga classes and dance and then traveling. Well, I had been yeah. traveling for a while, but I didn't expect to be full time on this. And mm -hmm. I think that something that happened with us is not like the, the we choose like a profession mm -hmm. that I say, okay, I want to be a doctor or I, I want to be a chef. So I'm going to the school and get my bachelor or my, in, in Mexico, we say license for, for do this, you know, now it exists. Now we have like masters of, yes, become a shaman, yoga. <laughs> became become a, a shaman in this weekend or this week workshop in Bali. And it's mm -hmm. like, become a tantric priestess and join and the join the mystery school and the initiation program and exactly not that I'm discrediting any of that but I think I really like what you're saying is that this path kind of chooses you and not the other way around and I think I've really seen that firsthand with you because when we first met as you said you were doing yoga you were running some circles and you know doing some ceremonies that's how we also really connected and but what's interesting is as the years have gone by um and especially after the last year, I've seen I've seen you in this role. I don't know what you would call it, but it, I, I guess especially after um, joining you in Mexico uh, uh, for the summer solstice, where you invited me um, to do the the moon dance, La Danza de la Luna, in Mexico, which is a ancient ceremony uh, and gathering of women, and I think. I think when I saw you in this ceremony is when I really realized like, oh shit, like I can really, I see you, I see what you're here to do. And yeah, it just, it took over, right? Spirit took over and now you're living it and trying to make it happen. And also being very in touch with your groundedness and your humanity, but maybe, maybe we can, Maybe I can get you to explain to begin with, like, what is the medicine path and how did you find yourself drawn to it? Yeah, I like, I want to like something about you was talking about. Uh, yes, it's not about discredit people. And some mm -hmm. people is really also trying to share what they had been learning in, in their own way. And since their own culture, their own cosmovision, right? True. So it's just very delicate the line this that I wanted to point that we live in this express culture. Um, <laughs> and yeah. yes, express food, express this. So so only some people wanna become like a shaman or a healer, like in an express way. Yeah. So it's a long journey is sometimes people go maybe experience like um, with some medicine plant or during a month or they have this awakening and it's wonderful, but sometimes doesn't mean that you're ready for really like, like sharing in that way, that medicine is like a whole journey. Mm -hmm. um, Personally, I studied communication science. This was my my career, and mm -hmm. and I was dancing always since I was fourteen. I didn't imagine myself into the medicine path. I went to Ecuador for exchange in two thousand eight. I was twenty three, and I knew and I listened about ayahuasca in that time. I went to the Amazon, and uh, and then it's like okay, somebody explained to me about the medicine. And I, I didn't took the medicine because was like a French shaman or something. And I mm -hmm. felt like, okay, I want, when I do this the first time, be with uh, yes, a native, like somebody that grow into the tradition. Like in some ways, I'm very progressive and open mind. And in other aspects, I love tradition and what had been building with like the people had been bringing these, you know, from the ancestors. 
So it's kind of be conservative in that way, you know, but in the in being kind of not loyal, but trusting in when something had been built and exist, still exists, is for some reason. Um, and I think like that. So had been a whole journey where I experienced with plants. And then when I was in university, like some friends started to participate in temascales, like the sweat lodge, knowing in English. And I used to go, but I was like, just like, oh, yes, experimenting, going. And some of them, they got very committed. And the interesting thing that many of them were very social aware. They were really like or feministic or like, like really trying to bring this social awareness uh, to the people they are around, to society. So I think people that we, that it was like a meeting with my friends, we in some way, we were awake about how reality is and is working. Mm -hmm. So we were trying some way to connect to, to some kind of spirituality that resonates with us. Mm -hmm. um, here in Mexico and in North America and in Latin America and South America, we call it Camino Rojo, like the red path. The red path. Yeah. Uh -huh. So the, the red path is the medicine path. Yeah, we can say medicine path in some way, but some people maybe can be in a medicine path and be part of the red path. Okay. Right? Like mm -hmm. the red path is a path of the ancestors of the natives in the whole continent from United States, Canada, Alaska, until the Patagonia, like from north mm -hmm. to south. So uh, is they, they call it like that because it's like the kind of like the, the red path, the color of the skin, they were the reds, no? Mm -hmm. uh, and that time mm -hmm. is how they were called for the colonizers. Mm -hmm. So in Mexico also have another name that is uh, the path of the Anahuac that came mm -hmm. also from the north until the south, until south. So it's a lot of different names for refer to that. Like in the north, like in Mexico is Temazcal, is the sweat lodge. In North America, they have Tipi, Inipi, and for sure many other names. But I think over the centuries after colonization, kind of the elders, the abuelos, abuelas, grandfathers, grandmothers had been like that this culture of the natives exists and is very alive, we didn't really die. So mm -hmm. it's not something that you were supposed to learn in school because it's not what they wanted to teach in the school. When I mean they, I I, I'm gonna sound very, conspiracy person maybe I don't know when I when I say they I mean people that is in power right mm -hmm. political social economical power so yeah is we just receive and we are taught what the people in the power want to teach us so for sure like natives were not in the power mm. but exist and still life the culture schools the school like of the native the school in Mexico is called Calpuli in Nahuatl, the language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but with the arriving of the church, everything related to this kind of things, like with this relation to the earth, the elements, the essence, the energies, like the Europeans call it God and Goddess. Uh, the natives, they didn't call it gods and goddess, they call it like forces of nature, you know, mm -hmm. and they have another names, you know, it's another relation. So it was like, oh, that is witchcraft. Oh, this is from the mm -hmm. evil. Um, this mm -hmm. is evil. This so was kind of it is kind of a contract culture in some way that had been resisting, resisting and resisting and still alive. So I didn't know about all this path because my parents like they they use what they learn in the school and they are mexicans and they, they didn't talk about, about this connection with ancestors in that way you know it's a little bit lost for many but it's still alive so it was kind of connecting with some elders and people that had been bringing like bringing up all this knowledge that the ancestors have about the relation with the air and nature 
and how we can really like live in harmony with the earth and we can heal us we can heal the earth because they mm -hmm. used to live in harmony with the earth mm -hmm. but this is more related to the camino rojo red path and okay. the red path have many like variants like different kind of groups and dances and different ways it's going to change for sure but mm. but many things is still very similar even for me it was hard to say oh, okay yeah like i'm in the beginning i'm from the red path no because yeah. i have both i have the native i have the european too you know mm. i'm native but also i have this this hispanic you know like the the spain Mm -hmm. like also mm -hmm. i see when i interact with people from spain how we are very similar for sure so i cannot project one i cannot project another i'm part of mm -hmm. the mix of the culture i guess it's it's beautiful though that like this is now becoming a bigger and bigger part of your life for sure i when i say the medicine path in the medicine path, I think it's just a, the path of being like a like yoga can be part of a medicine path. Doing mm -hmm. Reiki, um, being a meditator, mm -hmm. is a, yeah, a catchy greetings. All is part of the medicine path. So mm -hmm. I think like I cannot call myself just like yes, like I'm like red path for sure. Like I love the school of the red path, the philosophy and and how is like these teachings for life. But like uh, I'm into yoga also and mm -hmm. to tarot. So I think it's just like I bring it all together that brain yeah. is being like, yeah, when I was in Germany, I was being called a shaman. And for me, it was kind of embarrassing because mm. I think it's this is part of the industry that we are seeing developing. But really? it's, uh, it came from Mongolia, that word, mm -hmm. Siberia, I think. But it's more like a being a healer or like holistic therapies is now what I'm starting to use because it's yeah. used like a, like I'm hanging different things, you know, I'm bringing here with me. And for sure, I, I'm part of the red path too, but also I do yoga and I do mm -hmm. other things. So mm -hmm. what I love about the red path is um, this relation with nature and the circles and the temascales. Temascal means a house of vape vapor house of vape, vape. yeah like a like house of fire house of steam uh -huh, house of steam mm. um so we have also different like in in the red but different kind of ceremonies the mascales uh circles women circle men circle mixed circles wisdom circles and sun dance is like moon dance spirits dance the star dance is different mm -hmm. it's going to change like a and so you are going to be maybe attracted to some specific dance like i have friends that they are sun dancers and it's for men and women and it's during the day and it's for days where they are like mm, fasting fasting so, food and water right food and water um <laughs> is is powerful Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel in myself on my soul that the cow to do mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. dance in this moment of my life maybe when I'm 50 60 years old maybe I will want but not in this moment so it was a moon dance that really connect to me uh, I started to listen about the moon dance the last year and in the beginning of this year is when a sister like a soul sister told me oh we are bringing this to North Mexico to Baja California the moon dance and it's like okay i feel yes the universe is telling me i'm i must be there mm -hmm. and it's not like abuela grandmother lorena we know it's not like oh yeah we're like dancing to the moon just like oh like uh, in this adoration to the, to the moon no mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. what, what, what is the meaning of that no like mm -hmm. the energy like this moving like the moon move the waters of the earth move our waters and the connection like we have like with the cycle of the moon with our period that our menstrual period and what all represent in this connection with the femininity and um, is when I, I felt the call to participate mm -hmm. in this very feminine dance um and when, just for 
Just for reference, you mentioned uh, Abuela Lorena. Maybe you can just quickly say something about how the what the role of female elders are in this in this tradition, because it's a huge, huge part of it where the abuelas are the ones that hold the ceremonies. So just so you can um, explain who Abuela Lorena is and what her role is within the, the moon dance ceremony. Yeah, like the elders are the, the figures of authority and wisdom in the native cultures, right? Like in North America, it's same. The, mm. Like we listen a lot about the chief, the chief, but we listen, it's like hundreds of, dif- hundreds of different tribes also in the North America, right? Mm-hmm. So in some cultures where the women were also the ones in charge. Um, but because the patriarchal culture, we don't listen so much uh, about that, but was really like that in some culture women were the ones where they take decisions so mm-hmm. uh, in, in Mexico we have both like the elders or the abuelo and abuela grandfather grandmother they are like the ones guiding us in in this red path right so for example if you decide that you want to start at the mascal you need that an abuelo or abuela ah interesting be guiding you i didn't know you cannot that you just do it by yourself and exist like that a lot like many people mm. maybe come to mexico and they learn they 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 maybe go back to europe or other and other places and they are used doing their temascal but they it's bring a, it back it's a, it's a serious thing you need to have a, a like a guidance from an elder right of course of course because eventually we will be elders but right now it's like we are still like kids learning just learning mm-hmm. you know so this is in general in the in the medicine the red pot you know like also he's gonna be in in yoga you have a mm-hmm. a guru you know and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so abuela lorena she she had been, um, I don't know how many years in the Red Bull, like maybe more of 20, 20 something. I don't know. I'm not sure. But like dancing with the Mundans, maybe more of 12 or something like that. They were trying to bring alive mm-hmm. this, this feminine, very feminine and powerful dance. So mm-hmm. Abuela Malinali um, is kind of the one of our lineage that you and I, mm-hmm. <laughs> because now you start the dance. With, mm-hmm. with Abuela Lorena, that she was like uh, learning with Abuela Malinali. Okay. It's yeah. where we can find a lot of songs of Abuela Malinali in Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace, uh, rest in peace, uh, Abuela Malinali just died the last year. Mm. Um, so it's uh, Abuela Tonalmin, I think, and I don't remember the other name, but they were like these three abuelas that start to to make this grow. Even one of these abuelas, grandmothers bring the moon dance to Europe and it's already going on the moon dance also in Europe. Yes, like, there was I like one France, in Austria. Austria and France, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are, they are our sisters eventually. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we wanna go and support one day, we can go and it's gonna happen, you know? Mm-hmm. But now we are like a, a starting the circle here in Baja, but we have different circles like in Sonora, in Quintana, Quintana Roo is where East Tulum, mm-hmm. no? different mm-hmm. places of, of Mexico. So mm-hmm. Abuela Lorena, she's not that she decide. Abuela Malinali told her one day, like, oh, now is your turn. And mm-hmm. you, to become and, an abuela, huh? Yeah, and give to her like uh, something called petate. Petate is like a volcanic song where you like mm-hmm. ground the, the corn, right? So it's very symbolic, no? And give to her like, like, what size do you want your petate? Because you came in airplane, <laughs> right? You're like, the small is okay. I can bring it back <laughs> to my to my city. So Abuela Lorena, now she 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 was kind of pushed to do it, no? In that way. It's like she didn't. Some people can ask, like, oh, maybe I have these nine years of doing the moon dance. Can I start? May I start a circle? And you ask for the blessings. But 
in our case with Abuela Lorena. Eh, she didn't ask. She, she didn't ask, but she said, okay, mm. yes. Abuela Malina Lisa Ferran. Yes. So it's kind of our elder that we yes. are starting to work with, learning yes. with, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was beautiful because you were, I guess, invited to join this moon dance. Um, and uh, I guess a big part of the moon dance is like different there's different roles that you can occupy within this ceremony. There's, you know, um, the singers, the dancers, um, there are the, the ones that work with the smoke. And so you were one of the singers and the drummers for, for this, for this dance and you will be for the next four dances. So I guess that's another thing about this ceremony is once you start responsibility, you have, yes, you have some responsibility. And just so we can also, I don't think we mentioned this kind of properly, but so we we met here in Germany and um, uh, during the pandemic, you went back to Mexico, but last year you invited myself and two other friends to to join you on the moon dance, which was a real honor to be invited into understanding this tradition and we really had no idea what we were getting ourselves into but we felt the call as you spoke about the call like it is very much a calling and you feel pulled to to do this and sometimes spirit will call you to do things that you have no idea where you have no idea what you're what you're getting yourself into um and I had so much fear joining this this moon dance, um, but I trusted you, of course. And um, whew, what a life-changing time it was, really. Um, quite an intense four days. But um, yeah, I guess there's a few different elements that we could talk about. There's the temescal, there's the dancing, there is the, the singing and the chanting. You've kind of briefly mentioned that, the songs from... Abuela um, Lorena and from the lineage of Abuela Malinali. So these songs are sort of passed down through the lineage and these are the songs and I guess the prayers that we sing. Yes. But the whole, I guess, purpose of the moon dance, you can correct me here, but from my understanding is to unite women from all over to come together to dance for four nights under the full moon and to essentially heal together, to feel together, to bring awareness, to connect to one another, to um, connect with the ancestors, to connect with nature. And we do all of this through the dancing, through the fasting, uh, through the singing and the drumming. Um, and of course, through the Temescal, which is a really big part of this as well. Mm. While we are dancing, we are praying with our songs and all our beautiful songs about, yes, like history of the ancestors, uh, how we are healing, how we are like battling ourselves, like how mm -hmm. I love these songs I was singing yesterday, like, like myself i'm my, i'm my worst enemy so <laughs> i need to defeat me and this is a beautiful song where we are like going going through the journey where sometimes it's really hard to remember after three days dancing and the four days when we are just full of energy in some way but we are for sure like fighting our minds or fighting yes. some things we need to fight but we mm -hmm. are like healing uh, ourselves we are healing our ancestry our grandmothers yeah. because when we heal ourselves we are healing like uh, several generations behind us and the generations coming right because we are carrying all the pain and all the wounds from our ancestors too we are doing this not easy work very uh, not easy work where we decide <laughs> to do and is and is yeah. when when start to have some sense when we are there and after months like we were saying before how something changed maybe more connection to our soul in the way mm -hmm. that we are maybe focusing ourselves more in what we really want to do mm 
Mm -hmm. And also about, I was men mentioning about my period, my menstrual period, I call it my moon, my, my red mm -hmm. moon. And mm -hmm. um, for years, I have a period like last like seven days or eight days. Mm -hmm. Like my menstruation was exhausted. And since after the months and the last summer, something changed. And it's when I find this is really like the magic happening, going on. And that now is three days. Like since yeah. the moon dance, my menstrual period changed to from seven to three days. And mm -hmm. um, feels healthier, is less pain. And mm -hmm. I listen that something that like that happened when we do moon dance. And then... But the pain lessons little, start to change a little bit again but then you do a moon dance again and it's kind of you get charged you get charged with yes. the power because we are getting yeah. the power with our sister feeling holding for each other feeling part of this web of sisterhood and, yeah. and it's empowering it's just yes yes totally it, it was it was it's interesting when you kind of um mention like the the dancing and how like in so many parts of this ceremony you're battling yourself and that really I think that really what it is that's really what it is and I think when I went into it I, I was bringing so much fear so much anxiety that I've been carrying and when I was there I have to say that like because this is such a new thing for me I know very very little about this and I'm very lucky that to have had you guide me through this and you know invite me into this tradition but I noticed for sure that like the part, and I think this will change because this is only the first dance I've done now. And I, I, I understand that the relation, my relationship with this ceremony is going to evolve as I keep doing it. And um, it was interesting because with the dancing part of the ceremony, I didn't have as strongly, I guess it didn't impact, well, I didn't consciously impact me as much as the Temescal did. Like I really found that with dancing, I was able to really commit to the dancing. I had the energy and I had the stamina, but my cognitive mind was very much like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? It makes no sense. Like I got all of the log all of the logical mind was, I was battling against that. Um, and I really struggled with that. So I'm interested to see how that evolves, but I found that with the Temescals, like this is where I got so much of the healing that I really needed and I remember one of one of the things that the abuela always told us during the ceremonies and during the Temescal is when we're here, we're, we're receiving medicine. And this medicine is for us to take back home with us. We use in the Temescal, we use the, the fire, uh, this uh, representation of the great spirit and the water like mother of life, right? Mm -hmm. So we are using these elements and we are like healing. So... It can be a very strong experience at the Mascal, but afterwards, always you feel like reborn. Yes. You leave something behind there and you are mm. starting over. Yeah, it was, it's funny. I think, I think I was the most scared of joining the Temescals because it's, it is such an otherworldly experience and I didn't really know anything about it until you had mentioned it until you'd invited me to the moon dance it was really not in my awareness at all and I was terrified to be because essentially you, you all of the women in the ceremony enter the Temescal and it is completely dark in it's a small space kind of like a chamber as you said it is the representation of the womb and you go in there there's no light it's completely covered in darkness and you're in there and you sit on the ground um, side by side with the other women from the, within the ceremony. And then of course, water's poured onto these hot volcanic rocks and then you have the steam, you know? So there's a, as you said, it's a very powerful ceremony because you're working in darkness. You're in a small space with all of these women. Then you have the, the heat, the fire, the steam, um, your sweat and all of the emotions underneath the surface start erupting from inside of you. And it, I was very confronted by this space because I, I for sure have trust issues with people. And so 
this was very scary for me to trust enough to allow myself to go into this space and be part of it and experience it. And as you said, when it was done, it really does feel like you're being reborn. And the thing that I felt on the very first, the very first Temescal I entered on the first night was probably the most powerful for me because I just started crying immediately. And I just felt all of the, like, oh, it's hard to explain, but all of, all of my feminine pain um, exposed itself in that moment. My inner child came out, my sisters came out, like all of the pain that I kind of carry came out. And what was beautiful is I felt so carried and so held by all of the women in that space with me. It was like, it's the most intimate space you can be in with other women where you're all there together, healing together, feeling together, feeling your wounds together. And you really feel like you are in the womb of the earth with your sisters and you can get through anything they're carrying you. And I think this, th this experience of being connected to other women in this way was really shifted something huge inside of me, really, really huge. It really helped me to kind of trust myself and to trust other women. And what happens in the Temescal is so sacred. It's hard to put into words. There's like the singing, the chanting, the crying, the emotions, the intensity of the elements. And when you come out, you come out after like having shed a layer of yourself. And um, it was beautiful because there are also men, of course, that um, are sort of taking care of the women during the ceremony, which is also a really beautiful part of this, like the role of the masculine in the ceremony. But I remember one of the Temescals we came out of, I was, you know, you're kind of crawling out of the entrance and the men support you and getting up. And I remember once one of the, one of the brothers said, um, uh, welcome, welcome to the world newborn. And it was so powerful to hear that. <laughs> like, it was just, ah, it blew my mind to hear him say that. Like, ah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's a super powerful experience. And we were supported really for a beautiful man there. Right? They were beautiful very, men. Very gentle, very, yes. they, most of all of them, they had been for a while also like learning mm -hmm. and preparing mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. Mascales, Vision Quest and some dancers. Yes. So they are, in the way that we also we are healing our femininity we are also healing the relation with the masculine they are also healing the relationship with their masculinity but also they are healing the relation with the femininity that mm -hmm. live with them and outside inside so yes. one of the men told me also before go there he was having a struggle with the partner or ex-partner but he have such an awakening there that he felt just he wow. felt just full of love and wanting to reconciliate himself also with his duality, the the partner, right? So was healing in both sides, both directions, and I think it's really nice to have these like uh, these open heart men there working yeah. with us <clears throat> and became also very honest and beautiful friendships in that way because we are going through all this healing together mm -hmm. this kind of in the most vulnerable part of ourselves mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is when you are finding you know, your sisterhood if not brotherhood yeah man yeah i'm already i'm keep like doing you know like sometimes i do fire ceremonies like we have one in in germany um like one of the, I became good friend with uh, a guy from the fire keep, keepers, hombres de fuego, men of fire, mm. men of fire, nice. we say. And he had been like helping me with some fires already. Um, and the thing is, just beautiful, no? How we are like supporting mm. each other. Yeah. I would love to get back to Germany one day and make another fire ceremony because Tanya, everything starts there when we have this ceremony in the totally. forest totally in, i was talking about the fire trying to explain a little bit about this um cosmovision and yeah. i remember in our intentions i was like really like praying for we keep doing this and 
was next solstice when you're we right yeah and having the moon dance right you had the fire ceremony on the summer solstice the year before the moon dance and oof, we we moved a lot in that fire ceremony like i think i think after that fire ceremony in the woods in germany my whole life changed and the intention i set that day um really crystallized into my, into my reality and ever since then i think ever since that ritual and then i kind of we said that we would keep doing this that we would you know we it was sort of in that fire ceremony that we'd set the intention that we were going to come to mexico one day we didn't know it was going to be for the moon dance but we said we were going to come to mexico and then we committed to that and you know for the whole year i was like it's not going to happen like it was the middle of a pandemic it was like it was really the sort of the first few months of this pandemic and like here we are leaving we're germany traveling with pandemic yeah yeah and we made it happen and we got there and it was beautiful and um and i know like you know we're going to we're going to keep doing this because once that calling is there once it, once the intention is set the universe just opens all of these doors for you to be there um but to go back to the men really quickly like this was really the first time that i had also observed um men in this way and i think for all of the women that were present a really big part of the our gratitude was actually for the men that that were taking care of us throughout the whole um ceremony they were so compassionate so loving so masculine and such protectors and i think it gave us like all hope and faith and i think it was this beautiful um union of the masculine and the feminine during this ceremony and it was also beautiful to participate in the temescal with the men this didn't happen every day but there were a few because of course the men also yeah. had the opportunity to after the women were finished with the temescal and i should explain as well that with the ceremony we would start dancing so before we started dancing every single night we opened it with a temescal and once we finished dancing we finished dancing at dawn we would then end with another temescal so you te you go temescal dance all night and then you finish in the morning with another temescal and so it's, you imagine you do this every single day for four days. It's, it's a lot. You shed a lot. It's <laughs> powerful. Yeah. It's like, you know, another level. No, we are another like really sharing ourselves in a oh, yeah. subtle way, but it's a powerful way. Did also want to kind of talk about some of the experiences inside the Temescal. One that I thought was really interesting actually is and it kind of goes hand in hand with like kind of battling yourself during the ceremony. Um, but there are so many instances during the ceremony that you're faced with the elements and you're faced with nature. And I thought one that was really interesting that came up in our moon dance was the fire ants. And <laughs> the, the location that we were at had a lot, the land was full of fire ants and there was one night that we were dancing that I was bitten by, I think two fire ants. And if you've ever been bitten by a fire ant, you'll know it's an insane, an insanely painful experience where the pain of this fire ants bite shoots up through your body and lasts something like four hours. And it was so interesting because during the dance, like it was on my, I was dancing barefoot. It was the one night I'm like, I'm going to dance barefoot tonight. I'm going to be like really connected with nature. Like, I think it was maybe the third night for me um, that I decided to go barefoot. And that was the night I got bitten by the fire ants. And I had such an extreme level of pain and I was so confronted by this pain. And my logical mind was just like, you're out here in the middle of Mexico, dancing under the moon, no shoes. You've been bitten by these fire ants. Like you could die. Like all of these extreme thoughts, you know, like battling my ego mind and like being faced by the circumstances, being faced yeah. by the elements. The rash, the, the rash, the poison going through yeah. your body. And then like having to choose, like, I'm going to keep doing this despite what has occurred. And I made it, of course, and it was fine. 
But then I remember when we were in the Demascal, this was also maybe the same night. Um, I didn't know this, but you got bitten by two or three fire ants sitting inside the Temescal. And just to sort of preface this, like when you're in the Temescal, you can't really leave the Temescal. Like it's sort of everyone has to leave because the way that you kind of come in, the way you enter the space is such that if you want to leave, everyone has to leave because you kind of, you come in in a particular motion and- Because we were mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> we yeah. are like cool. Yeah. And it's yeah. part of like we are in the in the prey, right? In yes. The, yeah. Yeah. It was I think it was the the third night because of their. Well, it was super happy. We were like, almost this is our last night, yeah. And I feel <laughs> that, and I feel like celebrating, and I'm like, uh, like joking with my other friend Melissa about like the drumming, and that I feel the fu- the fire on me, and I'm dancing there, like just jumping in the earth in the soil before going inside and then is I realized it's coming inside that in middle of each foot was bitten. Mm. Um, Both feet were bitten. There's a stink. I don't know what is the correct one. But I start to feel the fire coming from my legs. <laughs> going <laughs> like from my knee to my <sighs> hip, like my legs. And, I, and then I just feel like trans like I'm feeling I cannot be holding myself. I'm just moving mm-hmm. because I got like anxiety and mm-hmm. I'm breathing, but it's just super strong. It's super strong. And there I'm like, Phew. I remember yes. being like a su- suffering and way intense. But in some way, I think we got the medicine of the ant. We did get the ant medicine. And I also, I also remember seeing you not knowing that you had been bitten, but I could see that you were in so much, I don't know, it was, it almost looked like spirit was moving through you. It looked like the fire was moving through you and it looked so uncomfortable. And I think a lot of us were aware that you were in this intense experience where you were struggling. We were just feeling each other, right? We were feeling each other. And I thought it was so beautiful because in that moment, I really was energetically like sending my intention to hold that space for you and to like, you know, hold you. And I think all of the women around you were physically holding you and energetically holding you. And it blew me away because I think this is when I realized how strong you are. Like I could see how much pain you were in and you were moving so much through your system, but you stayed there. And I guess, I mean, now I'm thinking of myself sticking through the dancing, despite like dancing, using my legs to dance, despite being in so much pain. It's amazing. Like what our bodies are capable of and what our bodies can carry us through. And when we really tune in with spirit and allow what is happening to just happen, it's sort of when you a reflection of you. <laughs> yeah. Because you dance also the whole night. Of course. Even you had also the fire in your legs. So mm-hmm. I think it's used also because we are being supported for all the women in the we way you were sending me the support is when I knew also you told me about that you was struggling with the like fire and bite is when I also was trying to get some medicines or something mm-hmm. for you. But like uh, we did it. We just went we through the it. whole thing. We did it. Yeah. And I think the support of all the sisters. Yes. And, and all the elements and everything. And then in the morning, I remember that well, I just came to me when we are finishing that the dance the last day, and I'm exhausted. I think it was the last day, and he's mm-hmm. telling me, "Oh, you're gonna run, you're gonna run this Temascal." Yes. I mean, what? <laughs> it was already like a very intense night, you know? And like it was the last day. Your voice was yeah. gone. You'd slept. You probably only slept like four hours the whole ceremony. <laughs> like we were all wondering how you were still standing by the last day. <laughs> and the abuela is like, come. And they like, look at me. You are going to run this. And the abuela, but you're going to be there with me, right? You're going to help me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Go change your clothes. <laughs> and it's, I think it's using this moment when we experience this exhaustion. I was talking about that with a friend. When we are in this exhaustion point, 
that we went through so much, the dancing, the fasting, the singing, the the bite, the biting of the, yeah. the little friends. And then it's when maybe use the mind is kind of gone. The mind is exhausted mm. also. The so ego is exhausted. Body. The ego is exhausted. So I don't remember everything that I say in the moment. I remember a little bit, but then it's like, what I'm going to say? Mm. Okay, don't think about it. Use like, okay, great spirit. Divine mother, divine father, guide me because like, I don't know. Like, and then it's, I'm there and suddenly just start to come. You know? I, I, when mm. I'm thinking, I'm sort of channel. You, you were for sure channeling. This is coming like love and the idea about connecting with the power of our, our womb. I remember this came very strong, strong. Mm. Um, mm. But I feel I was like, Translate. I was lost yep. on time. I think it was like kind of very long Temascal also. It was. It was probably the most intense Temascal for me, the whole ceremony, that last one with you, because you kept us in there for it must have been an hour, maybe longer. And you kept feeding the rocks, you kept feeding the flame. And so the steam was very intense in there. And I think from my experience of receiving it, I saw you in a completely different, you, you stopped being Mars in that moment and you transformed into an abuela for me. Like I could, the way I was seeing you, perceiving you, you looked like an old woman. You were not yourself anymore. And you were for sure like trans channeling, like the, what was coming out was so profound. And um, you also brought in the spirits, you brought in the ancestors in in that Temescal. And I remember you asked us all to connect with our grandmothers and they were in there with us. Like they were so in there with us. I could see them, I could feel them and everything you were, I don't know. It changed my perception of you, that that Temescal. Like I really, I really saw you. Like I really saw you for um, who you really are and I think that's the beauty of I think that's the beauty of ceremonies and rituals is that you look beyond the facade of everybody you look beyond the ego and you can really see people and as you said like reflections of each other and when the ceremony ended and we were saying goodbye to everyone everyone was just saying you are my mirror you are my mirror you are my mirror and you realize like yeah we are all just mirrors and I really I took that away with me and it hasn't left me and yeah powerful powerful ceremony thank thanks I thank you with my heart like uh, <laughs> I don't know so much what to say about it like uh, because I feel for sure it's a hard work we are doing mm. with and how we start in the beginning of the talk about uh, well, all this industry of the spirituality is mm -hmm. very dangerous sometimes that we are like uh, people like to uh, be some people like to adorate and some people like to be adorate, adorated adored adore right adoration some like, yeah so uh, some people like to be there receiving some people like to give so it's a um, very delicate line. Mm -hmm. And for this reason, I always I'm returning myself and working, returning myself to the ground. Um, because our ego love also to hear that, you know, like kind of yes. that you can like to, to be fit mm. in that way. And I, I think it's the strong fight of the spiritual warrior that it we is. are trying to return ourselves to the ground and don't lose the head. And I thank you so much for, for me also was like a big lesson that night, that morning, because was not expecting to be put in there by Abuela Chantico, Abuela Lorena. But I just did it, I received it, and I just opened myself for that, for yes, the grandmothers be there, like, 
talking through me to us, singing mm -hmm. through us. And it's something really beautiful about the Temascal when we are there. It's not just us. It's no. all our ancestry with us. Mm -hmm. All the spirits are there. And when we say aho or we say ometeotul, when we are like celebrating, oh, it's like that. Ometeotul is a mean, ome means two. Teotul is like divine. Like so the duality. The, the, the duality, you know, the feminine, the masculine. We are always celebrating the divine duality. Mm -hmm. It's in you and me also. Like uh, we see mm -hmm. to, to the eyes, no? Sometimes between some light coming between the eyes is like two pupils, like two pupils, sorry. Mm. Um, so I feel in that way, I feel very humble that, I want to keep it like that. I'm still learning and I want to keep you learning because I don't know nothing. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm trying to open my heart and I'm just like, oh, so wishing and putting my intention for a spirit to talk to me and talk to you and talk to us, you know, like through yes. us. Yes. And yeah, is yeah. Is that no like just yeah. trying to remind connected because the mind is very tricker like like a trickster clever right? it's very clever it's clever yeah. and a trickster also sometimes mm -hmm. is when we need to get just down to the intelligence of the heart and mm -hmm. the gut right mm -hmm. the intelligence of our gut mm -hmm. sometimes is more wise that our mind that sometimes is more can be more chaotic the mon the monkey mind right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so for this reason we start at the mascal and we say for me and all my relationships right on when we open also conversation is in with the permission of your faces and your hearts and yeah, yeah. i think is that camino rojo give give us some a lot of love and wisdom and power and yes. celebration for totally. life also. Yeah. So I'm very grateful to be part of this. And I'm very grateful that you that you came to Mexico, that you crossed the ocean during a pandemic. And <laughs> I was very surprised to have you here, you and mm. our friends. Um, yeah. I used feel is kind of still the beginning it's the beginning uh, for sure it's, it's the beginning for sure and I think um I'm really lucky to have experienced it because I think I think doing this kind of a ceremony is extremely humbling <laughs> and it really does separate you from your ego and you really look at yourself in the mirror and it's I think the hardest thing to do for humans is to look in the mirror and to be confronted by what you see and I think that's why this is such hard work but it's so worthwhile and I feel um way more in connection with myself and it's the beginning it's really like a big beginning process it's like the gateway opening for your healing and for your evolution and development and it's been a really yeah big big part of my journey and Thank you for your trust and for inviting me and for guiding me and being here side by side with me. And I know our relationship evolves so much through all of this. <laughs> this Catalipoca is the name of the essence. It's not God, no? It's an essence. Uh, the smoky mirror. Mm. The smoky mirror. So... Mm, it's mm -hmm. kind of we are all mirrors and sometimes it's, mirrors. Just, it's smoke between us that don't allow us to see clearly that we are just reflections of each of each other you know mm -hmm. is a spirit having the experience of being a human through your body and through my body so yes. it's kind of we are just experiencing life, but we are all yeah. spirit, part yeah. of the great spirit. And yes. I'm so thankful with you also. Um, 
I know we have a strong connection since maybe before our minds know it, and but our hearts know it. And yeah, thank you for being my life too. And I'm learning so much, so much from you. And and mm. thanks for opening these, you know, like you are reaching, making the people maybe get to know more about this type of spirituality. And I think you are here to bring message, right? So I think so we're ready. With your sister. Oh, thank you. Yes, I think we're I think we're ready for it now. And yeah, let's see. I know this is only the beginning. <laughs> So thank you for Aho. joining. <laughs> <Aho>. <laughs>